It's perhaps the worst feeling in golf when you duff a chip or you thin a chip over the green or you hit a bunker shot and it stays in the bunker. Ah, there's nothing worse. And that happens a surprisingly high amount of the time for mid and higher handicaps. We're going to dive into those stats today on the Golf IQ pod and also some solutions that have worked for us in order to help you be able to avoid them. All right, so Reed, so my last disaster index stat that I asked Arcos for is one I'm especially excited about. It's the percentage of shots from greenside locations that end up missing the green. 10%. From 50, so if you're a 15 to 18 handicap, you're missing the green from a greenside location, greenside bunker, the fringe, the rough, 10% of the time. One of your 10 chips isn't hitting the green. And I just think, again, classic area where mid to high handicappers are just bleeding shots. Yeah. And honestly, this is the most frustrating thing, especially when it's like your friends that, that you see just throwing away strokes that, you know, it's, let's say it's a par five and they kind of hit it up by the green in two and they're like, oh, I'm going to make a birdie. And then they like ship the shot into the bunker and then they like can't get it out of the bunker what? and they make their bogey and a double <laughs> and you're just feeling so bad for them. But there is a lot of room for improvement here, yeah. and and it's it's Im- easier to implement than you'd think. So it was kind of a fun topic that we wanted to get into. Yeah, the two soul-crushing things that I see a little too often, right? There are two. The first is the... Um, when you like you see somebody hit a bunker shot and the, the ball stays in <laughs> maybe they hit it again stays in again and then it just all ends you in just like, see their soul getting ripped out and it just ends with them just picking up their ball just this bunker has, has one it has broken we're, me. we're not laughing at you golfers i've been on this side of the equation it's just it's just such a like a sad moment you know when you have a round going and you just can't finish the hole because the bunker's just defeated you it's yeah. just defeated you yeah and so we wanted to get into this you know we we talk about people losing shots by by not clubbing pr- correctly or by not doing proper strategy and this is there is some strategy to this but this is where we're actually getting to technique and quality practice. And this is something that your local golf pro will be able to help you with. Um, and, and you're going to have to actually implement a discipline rather than a strategy to improve these, you know, throwing away shots. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think th- th- there are certain strategies you can use, like putting more often, hitting more bump and runs. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about those. Yeah. But one thing that I found has really helped me. So, you know, stuff in some context, I know we've talked about it before on the pod, but I played college golf with Reed, played in high school, all that stuff. Um, but once you get into the workforce, you just don't have as much time to practice. And my chipping really started to suffer. And one thing I found really helped was just, you know, I am only nowadays trying to hit a high shot when I really, really need to. I'm basically just trying to hit a standard, the same standard chip almost every single opportunity I can, you know, and just trying to get better at hitting a kind of standard medium trajectory, medium spin shot, and not trying to get too fancy, trying to hit it high, trying to hit it low, trying to hit all the stuff, just trying to get really good at a consistent, at one, a consistent chip is something that I found has really helped me. Yeah. And 
So I have, and that makes perfect sense. You know, and there's two general points. First of all, and we've talked about this uh, in in recent podcasts. You know, understand that there's there's three kind of chip shots. You know, where you, there's one where you kind of lay it open, and you're going to come in a lot less steep, and you're trying to essentially hit a high shot. You're not going to take a massive divot in this. Then there is kind of a low bump and run, a medium bump and run as well. And so the medium bump and run and the low bump and run, you're going to come in more aggressive and more steep which will make it easier to have good contact. You know, you won't stub it as often. And these are the shots that you're going to rely on 80% of the time. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about this on a previous poll when we were talking about sharpening your game. It's obviously really important, but I think that that 80% point is a really good one. No, right? absolutely. And then what I want you guys to know is while you should practice all three and you should get comfortable with all three, we're aware that not everyone can practice it. So when you're looking at these shots... Know what you're capable of. Yeah. Understand your skill set and your ability to execute the skill set because you don't want to miss the green. So if you're trying to hit the high shot because you saw your plus one friend hitting the high shot, maybe you don't because you know you can't pull it off nine out of 10 times. So you go ahead, you hit the medium trajectory shot and you hit your chip to 20 feet. And sure, you might not make your par, but you're going to make your bogey and you're not going to be defeated. Yeah. In some ways you need to think about these things as like a speed tick, a speeding ticket, you know, that you've missed the green. Maybe you're in the rough with the pins tucked over there on the right side of the green. Sure. You can open the face up nice and wide and try to flop something Phil Mickelson style right next to the pin. Or you can just accept that your par opportunity is going to be harder on this hole and aim for something more conservative towards the middle of the green. And then just, just not, you know essentially you're playing more for a decent power opportunity and a locked on bogey two part opportunity and and there are far worse outcomes than a than a relatively stress-free bogey yeah case. absolutely and you know uh, a majority of your easy pars especially for like a 15 handicap you're going to hit the green and when you miss the green you're not going to get up and down all that often if you're not practicing your short game so you know obviously if it is a if it is a difficult shot be aware to back off and if it's an easy shot of course try to chip it close to the green but being able to judge these two scenarios is important thing number one and then important thing number two is understanding these three different shots go to your local club pro work on these shots because the majority of the time he's going to meet you on the range he's going to be like how are you hitting your driver how are you hitting your seven iron how are you hitting your wedges and guess what these are three completely different shots with completely different techniques and your club pro knows all about them. Yes. He just doesn't work on it. He's used to just sitting on the range all day, working on your swing. And because that's what a lot of people go to. Him. Yeah, they want to hit drivers, but sometimes it takes the student to say, hey, can you just take a quick look at my chipping? And he, trust me, he's going to smile and be like, yes, yes, let's go to the chipping green right now. He just knows that most of these people want to work on their long game. But guess what? There's a lot of strategy that can compensate for your bad long game. There's not great strategy to compensate for your short game other than improvement. And it's way easier to improve because speed is not as big of a factor when it comes to short game. So you will be able to improve faster with your short game and 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 your local pros they they understand how to do this they are probably guys that played professional golf or college golf so just a little bit of work of saying hey i want a good bump and run i want a good shot out of the bunker i want a good flop shot and i want to spend a little bit of time with you working on the technique and execution of these shots it'll make a big difference yeah such good points there and and before we sort of wrap this i did want to just 
talk about one thing another soul crushing moment right is when you see a golfer like chunk a chip a few yards and then thin a chip over the green you know it's that, that, <laughs> like one two punch is so painful i i do think it's important to just do a quick note of knowing what is going on there so like when you're chunking a chip for instance that means you're swaying you're chipping motion is bottoming out before your club head gets to the ball right the low point of your swing is too far behind the golf ball sometimes that can be like a ball position thing sometimes it can be a, a swing thing but it's important to know that right your club is hit, hitting the ground before it's hitting the ball because the, that's where the low point of your motion is that's the basic fundamental but let me actually just add one now this is going to be a little bit denser of a golf de uh, golf geek concept mm -hmm. but when the ground is wet yeah. or if it's in the south and it's Bermuda and the grain is into you, mm -hmm. if you touch that ground, it's going to grab your club and you're going to chunk it. Yeah. So there are times, and I'm plus four handicap, played professional golf. There are times where I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, this, is, this would be like chipping off sand. Yeah. And in, I cannot hit the high flop shot because any touch of that ground before the ball is going to lead to a chunk immediately. So those are two scenarios. When the ground is wet and you're on a very thin lie, or if it's Bermuda and you're into the green and fairway is worse than rough yeah. because it's it's a tighter lie. And so what do you do then? So then I, then I will back it up in my stance and I will do more of the descending blow shot that we were talking about, this medium shot. And if that means I'm not going to chip it two feet from the hole, then it means I'm not going to chip it two feet from the hole. And I accept that I'm going to have a 10 footer or a 12 footer because it's better than chunking it and being in a worse shot uh, yeah. than you were before. It's such a good point and see what, 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 what's going on there. So Reed is looking at a specific shot and being like, oh gosh, this is like chunk city potential. And yep. so what's he doing? He's putting the ball position back and he's leaning the shaft forward. And that's means that the low point of his motion is suddenly not as far behind the ball anymore. He's, it's, it's far in front of the ball. Exactly. You're more likely to hit that ball first. It's kind of an exaggerated version of the same thing that's happening when you're chunking chips, right? Absolutely. Sometimes just tossing the ball a little further back in your stance, it changes the low point of your swing, helps you hit ball first, helps you avoid chunks. Absolutely. And being aware of the scenarios when you need to do that, um, it, it's important and you need to have that go-to shot that 80% of the time, you know, you're going to, you're going to hit that shot because it will come out consistent. Yeah. And it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's not being, it's not about being a hero. You've got a, a professional golfer and like a plus four. It's handicap about not being defeated, <laughs> being not being defeated and saying, you know what? There are some chips where I'm just not going to be able to hit it close. And this is one of them. Yes. And if you guys are looking at this and saying, yeah, but like, I can't even execute a normal shot. Go and spend some time with your local pro. He will help you with this and they will, it will be quick improvement. You'll see. Yeah. And, and, and just one tiny thing too, maybe, maybe start each of your range sessions, your warm-up sessions, hitting a few chips on the range. It, you're going to need to put in some reps, but man, you don't, you, even just a few of them and can go a long way. Though.